Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, October 18th. Tesla has unveiled a plan for a 120-acre pilot project for its promised ecological paradise at Gigafactory Texas. When first discussing Gigafactory Texas, Elon Musk said that Tesla planned to turn the area around the Colorado River on the site into an ecological paradise that was open to the public. Uh, This appears to be the precursor to that later end. Now, the project includes planting thousands of trees and other plants, as well as removing invasive species. Tesla has already started on the effort and says that it has been seeding 46 acres. Tesla is also working on improving the soil around this piece of land and creating about 30 acres of what they're calling shallow water habitat. Now, we recently reported on Tesla planning to build something called a Giga Water Loop at the site, but it's unclear if that has anything to do with this particular project. Tesla employees in Sweden are threatening to go on strike for better pay as several unionization efforts are starting to put more pressure on the automaker. For the most part, Tesla has managed to fend off major unionization efforts at their factories, but there seems to be a renewed effort to help Tesla workers have collective bargaining power as of late. The metal workers union, called IF Metal, claims to represent more than 120 Tesla employees who work at service centers in Sweden. They are reportedly prepared to start a strike next Friday, according to local media outlets. A representative said in a statement that Tesla employees are asking for better salaries, pensions, and insurance. This is happening amid an effort to bring collective bargaining to tech workers in Sweden, with employees of major companies like Spotify and Klarna. Tesla has started to roll out its new driver drowsiness warning feature which leverages the cabin camera facing the driver. Earlier this year, we learned through a hacker named Green that Tesla would further leverage their cabin-facing camera by counting the number of yawns and blinks from the driver in order to gauge drowsiness. Tesla has started implementing this feature, which they now call Driver Drowsiness Warning. The feature has begun appearing in Tesla's European Owner's Manual, and interestingly, not yet in the North American version. The Tesla CyberQuad ATV for kids has launched in Europe after it was deemed too dangerous for Americans. In lieu of the actual CyberQuad, which is expected to be a full-scale electric ATV that could be an option with a Cybertruck, Tesla launched the CyberQuad for kids in partnership with RadioFlyer last year. Tesla quickly sold out of their first batch of 5,000 units, each for $1,900 each. But there was no second batch because it was pulled by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. After a 36-year-old filed a complaint because they got a bruise from using a toy meant for children, regulators decide to pull the product because, quote, a mechanical suspension and maximum tire pressure didn't wind up matching the requirements for a child's toy. Now, earlier this year, Tesla launched the Cyber Quad for Kids in China, and now they have announced that it's coming to Europe. And us Americans, we have no one to blame but ourselves. It's the land of the free, the home of the brave, and the land of lawsuits. Detroit-based electric RV startup called Grounded revealed their new G2 vehicle, claiming it to be the world's first 250-mile range all-electric solar-equipped RV. Built on GM's Bright Drop Zevo 600 EV platform, The G2 has a 165-kilowatt-hour battery that gets that 250-mile-of-range figure. A 10-kilowatt-hour battery can be added to the G2's 
RV interior, while the roof supports a 640-watt solar capacity. Buyers will have access to Brightdrop's growing network of EV chargers, including Ford, Electrify America, and other public EV chargers with CCS. Now, personally, I'm going to guess that they will switch to NACS along with General Motors, who makes the platform. The new G2 electric solar RV starts at $195,000. Grounded is accepting orders with a refundable $1,000 deposit, and deliveries are expected to begin by the end of October. Today's episode is sponsored by AMP, makers of energy management solutions for e-mobility products. Team AMP is known for its expertise in the industry when it comes to understanding the battery and its functionality. With more than 300 years of combined experience, the team has developed proven battery management systems that are suitable for a wide range of applications, starting from 12 volts to 1,000 volts. That extends to the AMP battery management systems algorithms that help companies building e-mobility products improve battery life while maximizing the power that can be safely utilized. The company also offers a highly integrated combination of charging software and hardware with AMP EMU. That includes an all-in-one DC-DC converter, onboard charger, power distribution, and a charge controller for electric vehicles. This unit saves space and cost in your EVs while providing maximum power density. Brands building new electric vehicles products will want to consider the AMP EVCC, a state-of-the-art charge controller for electric vehicles with support for all major charging standards, including CCS, NACS, and Shademo. And the AMP Fast Charge Junction Box to enable Level 3 DC fast charging, all built on the AMP charging software stack, the world's number one charging software capable of complying with all major charging standards globally. You can learn more about the AMP Energy Management Solutions at amp.tech. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has announced that it has opened an investigation into Ford's solution for a June 2022 Mustang Mach-E recall. The issue continues to roll along as we now learn that it impacts certain 2021 and 22 Mach-E's with the extended range and GT trims. Now, Ford stopped dealership deliveries last year, deploying two software updates to monitor the issue. It also issued a technical bulletin to replace the impacted units. However, the NHTSA continued receiving complaints even after the owners received their fix. Ford wound up issuing a Mach-E recall just on October 13th, affecting 34,762 vehicles between 21 and 22. Owners who received the previous fix will still need the new replacement. Amazon has announced that it has doubled its fleet of custom-designed Rivian electric delivery vehicles, now to a total of 10,000. Three years ago, Amazon enlisted Rivian, in which Amazon does hold a stake, to help design a new custom vehicle with a host of specific features and a range of up to 150 miles. And that's all well and done, and we expect to see double the amount of these Rivian delivery vehicles in a city near you. In other Rivian news, after revealing plans to issue another $1.5 billion in convertible debt, concerns about Rivian's financial health have risen. The CEO, RJ Scarange, has responded, explaining that the debt offering creates an additional buffer rather than reflecting concerns over cash. The CEO has confidence in their upcoming platform called the R2, which will enable cheaper and more mass-produced vehicles in the near future. 
Electric vehicle component designer ReAutomotive is reporting a significant increase in orders just since August. They now have a total order book over $25 million. ReAutomotive develops and manufactures modular-based EV platforms for commercial segments under the B2B strategy. Its unique vehicles are powered by what they're calling ReCorners. It integrates all the traditional drive components of steering, braking, suspension, powertrain, and control into the arc of each wheel. This enables a drive-by-wire configuration. Now, while RE has yet to deliver its commercial EVs to customers, it appears that they are very poised to do so. RE's sales now totals 15 dealers across the U.S. and Canada, all of which have placed binding orders for their P7C electric truck, which utilizes that technology. Now, RE does have reason to be optimistic with the binding orders, and like any startup, Reed still has to meet the difficult task of reaching scaled EV production before they can pop any champagne. But they did relay that they remain on track to hit their target of initial deliveries this year. The next generation BMW 5 Series is entering markets globally, including the new i5 EV. Now, the U.S. will see the i5 sedan arriving for sale in just a matter of weeks before October's end. Now, while Electrek has yet to have a go inside the new vehicle, early drives have been quite positive overall. The new BMW operating system 8.5 allegedly brings some usability and practicality improvements and more changes to the operating system that will be coming over the air with downloads online. Now, pricing for the eDrive 40 will start at a hair under $68,000 in the U.S., with the Performance M60X drive to be closer to $85,000. It'll be interesting to see how sales for the BMW go in an interestingly crossover crazy vehicle space. And there's no doubt that the 5 Series is part of the shrinking pie of the sedan market, especially in America. But it's also a legendary nameplate and one that buyers return to over the course of generations. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Frank Coffey asks what a group of Cybertrucks would be called. That's a really good question. Sometimes car models could use a specific plural word, particularly if it ends in the letter S. I don't know what the Toyota Prius would be called in numbers, but one stands out as far as vehicle models, and that would be the Nissan Leaf, because there's already an English word for more than one leaf, which is leaves. And I could assume that if someone owned multiples of that car, that they would say, I have leaves in the driveway. Now, if something is titled for a creation or a possession I do still wonder how is that pluralized. Here, check this out. This is called The Book of Charlie. That's the name of the book. It's titled The Book of Charlie. If you had several of these, what would they be called? Book of Charlie's or Books of Charlie? But really, I'm kind of getting aside for myself because I think the Cybertruck is simple enough. Every other car on the road doesn't really have a collective noun. And I think that a group of Cybertrucks should be called Cybertrucks. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.